Well, the title of the message today is Victory is Always on the Way. <laughs> Victory is Always on the Way. Uh, I think of, um, if you, you know, the football games and things. Like for me, I, I get all excited and sometimes get, I don't, I don't have a, a foam brick to throw at the TV. I only have real ones. And, uh, you know, how that you get all worked up, whether it's a basketball game or a football game, baseball or whatever, that if you record it and if they win, then I watch it, Okay. So it doesn't matter how far behind the, the team gets, I know the outcome. <laughs> so whenever we think of victory is on the way, uh, is that no matter what is going on in our life, we always have the victory through Jesus Christ. And so the victory in our life is something that is, that is uh, accomplished by Christ. And victory means the overcoming of an enemy or antagonist. <laughs> The overcoming of an enemy or an antagonist. So uh, in our lesson this morning about uh, Gideon, he, he, Gideon is leading a battle with 300 men against the, 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 the enemy, which is considered to be as numerous as locusts. And so God has Gideon take the 300 men, but he tells Gideon that they shall fall as one man. So here are these people as numerous as a, a locust, and God's saying they're all going to go down as if it were just one man. And whenever we look at the um, difficulties that we face or problems that may arise, we can become overwhelmed with all of the things that are going on, like trying to move, <laughs> and all the things that we have kept for many years. And you become overwhelmed with all of these things. But you know what? They're all going to go out as if they were in one box. <laughs> except it takes a long time to get there. But um, the idea is that God enables us, if we see things correctly, you've heard the expression, uh, don't tell God how big your problem is, tell the problem how big your God is. So whenever we see these things and we're looking at them, we have to understand how the God is at work in our lives and that we may encounter certain things that are stinky. <laughs> we talked about that now do that a little later. Um, we may encounter things that uh, seemingly aren't too important to us. We think that, you know, this, this, is a, this is a really bad thing. It stinks, you know, and it's going on in my life. And so the victory is always on the way. So no matter where we are at, no matter what we are doing, there is a promise from God that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And God has called each of us to his kingdom, and God has a purpose for our life, so therefore we are part of the all things working together. Doesn't mean that all things initiate, are initiated by God. It says that everything that happens in our life, God is there to be able to turn it to something that is good. And so we are looking for the good, we're looking for the promise that God has given to us. So... Um, do you have that little, that little slide? Is it, or not yet. It's not a slide. It's a, okay. So the, the scripture that we have today is in 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be to God who, has, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Now thanks, to be, thanks be to God. I need to, New King James Version, uh, whatever. Um, I, anyhow, they get stuck in my mind the way I've, always learned them and it's a little different now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ that God always leads us 
in triumph. Can you imagine a situation in which God is leading us and that he cannot become the victor? We cannot become the victor with Christ. There is no situation in our life where we are away from the victory when God is leading us. So no matter what happens in our life, if, we're try- if we're, our desire is to follow God, steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So God is at work in our life, directing our path, and putting the, you know, the path together us, uh, before us is led by God. So therefore, <laughs> that God is leading me, why would God lead me to a place of defeat? He's not leading me to defeat. He is leading me to victory. And so if God is, and he is the victor, Jesus Christ, and um, the scripture that says that uh, God is in the heavens laughing, <laughs> we, we would look at, maybe look at that and say, why is he laughing at all this? He's laughing at the attempts of evil to destroy what he has created. And evil cannot destroy what God has given life to. You see, even when we die, physically, we don't die. You know, we're still alive. And those who are alive in Christ will live forever with him. So the evil thinks that because, you know, gives the impression that because we die, that we've lost. Well, in Christ, we can never lose. And whenever we are safe in our relationship with him, we are safe for an eternity. And so whether in, in, in life or in sickness or in Uh, great joy we're not going to be separated from God he's going to give us that so now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ yeah Okay, here comes the train. There's snow. Here it comes. Oh, don't move. <laughs> don't move. <laughs> now, let's pretend that the, 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 the life isn't coming at us. <laughs> now, are you the train or are you the person standing there? <laughs> here comes a wall of snow. Let's not duck. Let's plan ahead. Have we ever planned ahead? And, okay, let's see. Oh, I think I should move. (laughs) Now, (laughs) sometimes we're the chicken and sometimes we're the egg. I don't know. but as, we, as you look at that, are we the train or are we the person? Well, I think we've been both. Uh, but Christ is the one who always leads us into triumph. So he will always make a way where there is no way. So whenever we are stumped by life, sometimes I think we're standing there in the, the way of the snow and getting blown over by this snow plow and wondering where on earth it came from. We're, you know... It's kind of obvious, you know, the train's coming and there's a pile of snow there. What's going to happen, you know? It's like walking down the street and there's a big puddle of water and cars are going by and splashing. Do you want to go stand in front of the puddle, (laughs) you know? So the, the, the challenge for us then is that we are looking for how that God is going to lead us and how that God is going to be the provider. 
and that we need to get on the train. <laughs> As it were, we need to know that God has prepared a place for us, he has prepared a, a way for us, and that he is leading us in, this, in, in our life. So now thanks be to God that we are to begin with being thankful. Being thankful for how that God has provided us the victory, but I don't have the victory yet. That's the point. <laughs> the point is that I am, I am allowing myself, I am uh, thinking of how that God is going to do a work in my life, so therefore I am giving thanks to him. But what if things aren't going well? That's not the point. <laughs> that we know that there is an outcome coming to this, whatever's going on in our life, there's an outcome, and that God is the one who is going to give us the victory, so we are thanking God for the victory before we even hit the problem before we even encounter the difficulties. We are to give thanks to God because he is leading us not only into the difficulty, but through the difficulty. He is leading us through the whole process. So life is more than just an event. Life is an entire lifetime. And it is a lifetime of events. And so during those events, God is leading us through those, these lifetime of events because God has a place for us and what we are supposed to accomplish and where we're supposed to be with our, with our end. So our end is greater than our beginning. Our, and God isn't upset with our doubts and our concerns and our questions. You know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't look at that. He's not looking at our sins, our failures of the past. They're forgiven. And so he's, he's uh, trying to get to us to listen to his word and allow his word to speak to our hearts so that his word then becomes the directional force, the directional experience that we go forward in Christ. Now, sometimes God says stop and sometimes he says go and sometimes he just says wait a while, you know. But there are times that we are involved in this process of life. It seems like it takes forever and sometimes we're involved and we wonder where on earth time went. So we are involved in this whole process and God is leading us and the leading that God is doing is that he is leading us in Christ. In Christ. We live in him. We live and move and have our being. So we are in God. God is in us and his strength is in us. And the word of God, which is, which is, the, which is Christ, his word is alive within us and it is his word then that speaks to our hearts and speaks to our lives that God is the one who's going to lead us and that we are to be thankful and that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things work together for good to those who love God. God is the one speaking his word into our life and when he is speaking his word, we need to be listening. Now, ladies, how many men do you know have selective hearing? <laughs> Women, men, how many ladies do you know have selective hearing? You know? We hear what we want to. <laughs> yeah. Now, didn't hear what you said, Pastor. <laughs> you know, I sure wish so-and-so were here. They need to hear that, you know. <laughs> but we find that our, our ear, our spirit needs to be sensitive to what God is saying to us. And it, God generally begins by speaking the small things. You know, he's not going to tell you to move to China, you know, 
tomorrow morning. You know, if, he, if God hasn't already spoken that in your life about letting go of things and this and God is, has a plan and he has a purpose. So we know that in the leading, he is taking us somewhere, but where, we're not quite sure. Abraham, he was called out of Ur of the Chaldees, and he's going to go somewhere. And God, hey, God, where am I going? He says, don't worry, I'll tell you when you get there. It's great direction. <laughs> So God is telling us, don't worry about it. I'll tell you when you get there. You just need to keep going. So we are in Christ, and in Christ we triumph. It's important that we recognize this. In Christ we triumph. If we can do it on our own, then what good is it? It's just something we've done for us. And that's okay. You you have to get out of bed in the morning. (laughs) That's a good thing, you know. God, I don't want to get out of bed, you know. That trouble, you got to go to work, you know. There's these things you got to do. And and this process of becoming isn't laying around and waiting for God to, you know, strike you with lightning. It's the the clock rings, you get up, you go to work, or, you you know, whatever. You're set in this motion, you you have to do these things because they're part of who your life, what your life is. But in Christ, we are going to triumph. And triumph means we're going to be victorious. Triumph means we're going to overcome. That, so the difficulties that we are facing that we're not overcoming, guess what? Don't worry about it. We keep plodding along. We keep going through. So, so the message in Christ that God leads us from place to place in perpetual victory. That's the message Bible. God leads us from place to place in perpetual victory. So that we are learning, we are overcoming, and we are going through, and that the, the continual victory is that we're making progress in this whole, in this whole um, experience. So God is going to manifest himself, that, and the manifest means to be made known by the senses, that God is going to manifest himself in your life. You're going to know through, you know, what we know manifest to the senses is uh, sight, smell, taste, hearing, touch, I think that's all five, that he's going to make himself known in those to us in a way that is tangible, in a way that we can see him. Now, if we don't pray and ask him for uh, direction and help or in this thing, how are we going to know that it's God? We were just thinking happy thoughts, happy thoughts. <laughs> Click your heels three times and you'll, God will answer your prayers. <laughs> no, <laughs> that it isn't fairy tale, and this isn't Kansas. <laughs> uh, this is Pennsylvania, in case you didn't know. Just wanted to let you know. Um, God is going to manifest himself. He's going to make known himself to us, and he's going to do it. We are going to know it through the knowledge of his word. And that's why we have to study, we have to learn the Word so that the Word speaks to our hearts and our hearts are directed by the Word and that it is in every place. Every place God is there working with us and through us. So victory is always on the way. (laughs) Can you imagine being in a place where God would lead us, where where he couldn't have victory? That God would, that would cause us to triumph? So this means that no matter what is going on in your life today, that we are seeing how that God is going to do a work in and through us. That God is going to make something happen. <laughs> you know, um, 
<laughs> Whenever we come upon an, uh, an obstacle that seems to be um, insurmountable, those are the things that God specializes in. <laughs> God specializes in the things that are impossible, so we're on this way to victory. And whenever we think that on this way and on this path, you know, mentioned this in Sunday school, that it stinks. <laughs> uh, stinks means, you know, if you've lived on a farm, you know, you've, I grew up on a farm and cattle over the winter create uh, fertilizer. <laughs> and when it stinks, you're taking a fertilizer from one place and putting it in another. And when it stinks, sometimes in our life, we can just say that that's fertilizer. <laughs> this stinks. I wish it wouldn't have come this way. I wish it didn't happen this way. But you see, we're planted. We're not buried. Remember? Difference between planting and burying. If you bury something, you don't expect it to come back. If you plant something, you expect it to grow. So we, we plant ourselves in God's Word. We allow the fertilizer, the stinky stuff of our life, to, again, force us to look towards God and, and the outcome that we are going to be triumphant in Christ. And no matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody does, no matter what is happening in the world around you, you always are thanking God because the victory is always in Christ and the victory is always in the way, so on the way, so we are being thankful. So on the way to victory, stinky stuff happens. <laughs> So we find that God is at work, that God is working through these difficulties. Now, I thought of the, I was thinking of the children of Israel, you know, getting out of the promised land, I mean, getting out of Egypt. God, God led them, you know, plagues and so on, and the Egyptians saying, leave us, get out of town. And so the children of Israel, led by Moses, where do they end up at? <laughs> they end up trapped by the Red Sea. They're trapped by the Red Sea. God led them to a place where they would be trapped. Now, in one sense, this is very bad. In another sense, it's very good. Because in one motion, God is going to eliminate the enemy that would, be, that would dog them through every day of their, the rest of their life traveling around the desert or traveling to, to Israel. Because these Egyptians would come after them with their armies and wanting to enslave and bit by bit they would have been taking people back to, to, to Egypt. But in one move, God brings them to a place that he is forever going to eliminate this enemy from their life. Now, when God places us at, at, in a situation that is beyond belief, God, I thought you were leaving, leading me, and now you've left me. You brought us out of Egypt, and you brought us to this place only to allow us to die. What good is this? <laughs> well, there are those in the camp <laughs> that are being thankful to God, and there are those in the camp that want to crucify Moses and try to get back to in good graces with the Egyptians so they can go back to where they were at. Let's go back to our old way of life. Let's go back to what we once knew. And because we were safe there. The only reason we were safe there is that it was a routine. And we think that routine is secure, security, is, is 
making ourselves secure. Well, the routine of sin is not a secure place. The routine of sin is a very destructive place, and even though we've survived it for how many years, doesn't mean that it's a safe place. So the children of Israel have been in this destructive relationship for 400 years, and they were willing to go back to that which would destroy them just as long as they wouldn't die there at the edge of this Red Sea. So in our life, when we are faced with this difficulty, this Red Sea, the enemy is coming in on and behind us, and the, the sea is in front of us, we're either going to drown in the sea trying to swim away, or we're going to be captured or killed by the Egyptians. So in our life, in our life, what are those experiences? What are the places that we find ourselves not sure of? <laughs> on, the, on the road uh, coming this morning, I was coming over the hill into Wimber. There was a squirrel on the road. <laughs> and I think of that commercial where the, the squirrel on the road, and they, you know, the car swerves and hits a tree and the squirrels clap. You know, we got another one, you know. Well, in this case, the squirrel wasn't clapping. <laughs> And I didn't kill it. Okay, I didn't kill it. But the squirrel was in the middle of the road. And what was the initial reaction? It wanted to go back where it came from because it was safe over there. On the other side, which was free and clear, didn't go. <laughs> Whenever we find ourselves in a place where we want to go back to what we were, we want to go back to the security. We want to go back to the routine. We want to go back because, because we got here, therefore going back must be easy too. Well, the car that was in front of me didn't kill the squirrel either, uh, but missed it by whatever, and the squirrel's just sitting on the side of the road there. You know, oh, survived another one, you know. Uh, but going back. <laughs> and in our lives, we can't go back. That day is already spent. The routine has already failed. It's where our future's in front of us. Whether we are going home to heaven or whether we're going on for another day's work or whether we're going on to another day of being the person we are, touching people's lives, we have a purpose, and that purpose is to be the presence of God and the, and, and the image of Christ to those that are around us. We have a purpose. God has a plan God has a purpose, and here we are at the stinky place of dying or not dying, seeing that if, I, if this is going to kill me, I think that's what Ron has been thinking with his move, this is going to kill me, you know. But um, we find that it's in this place of thinking it's all over, there is no escape, and why on earth did God bring me here? Paul and Silas, when they are in prison, uh, they're chained, they've been beaten, and uh, they're chained to the wall of the prison, and what do they do? They start praising God. They start thanking God for what he, that he is with them. They have no idea what's going to happen in the next few moments, but they are praising God. And the children of Israel at the Red Sea had no idea what was going to happen. But you see, whenever you know that you are God's people... When you know that God loves you and that God is going before you, 
that God is with you and nothing can ever separate you from him and nothing can take you out of his hands. He has a plan and a purpose for you and it's not back there. The plan and purpose is in front of you. The plan and purpose is tomorrow and the next day and the next day. That our life isn't what we were. Our life is who we are and where we're going. So who we are is very important and the whole process of becoming is not about going back. It's about going forward. And going forward is to know that God has a plan for your life and your ministry, your work of service to him. And whatever it is, whether it's a smile, a handshake, a phone call, helping somebody out, letting them know that God loves them, (laughs) it's a good thing. You know, I I, I met a family uh, this week, and they know one of our members. And uh, uh, Bob, did they say hello to you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I told them to tell, tell Bob that um, I, I gave them the whole scoop on him, you know. <laughs> but I didn't. I said, no, no. What's that? They don't talk to you now. No, I fixed them. Yeah, I fixed them. I told them about Bob, you know. But the one, one I mean, they said, you know, very complimentary and things. And they said the one thing about Bob is that he really has his belief. And he really believes in God and knows that God is there. And he's always talking about God and his relationship with God. And to them, that's very, well, it might be a little strange. But, um, but we got to pray for them, the whole family. And, you know, and Bob had already opened the door when they found out who I was because he'd been telling them how bad I was and how, <laughs> no, <laughs> Yeah, they, they didn't, they say, are you the Reverend McGee that uh, Bob Paris talks about? And I goes, no, no, I don't know the man. <laughs> so, but uh, no, but it was, the door was already open and I was able to walk in and say who I am. And they said, oh yeah, we know of you. And we prayed together and, and things like that. And so the door was already open. So the ministry that we have doesn't look like it's an earth-shattering ministry, but it's just being you where you are at, knowing that God is with you and he has prepared a way for you, a plan, a purpose. So we have victory that, uh, on our way to victory in Christ. It's like the, the train coming through. <laughs> the train is coming through. You can get in the way or out of the way. You can stand on the tracks, but the train is coming through. While the enemy of our soul will stand on the tracks and say, you're not going through this one. If I'm going to hold you up on this. Oh, everything stops, you know, because, uh, you know, you, you're trained. You've, you've done this. You've done that. God says, that's not part of this train. It's gone. It's been lost, unhooked. It's derailed. The train is going through. God's presence, God's power is going to plow through the sin and the discouragement and the road ahead. And that if we believe, our belief is that we need a God-sized dream. We need a God-sized miracle. That if God doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. And that can be as simple as, well, I've never stood up to people. I never stood in, in someone and talked to them about Jesus. That may be your God-sized dream. Just talking about Christ. Not telling them they're all going to hell and, you know, and God wants to put them there. And that if they don't change their ways, uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> we, we find that God is with us and his presence is there. God, you know, people, people will forget what you said, but they'll never forget 
how you made them feel. And I think that Jesus, whenever he was ministering and whenever he was with people and he was with the outcasts, the religious people, they never felt good about Jesus because he wasn't what they expected. But you know, the people who were not religious, Jesus was, he represented God to them because he was God. And he made them feel like they could be changed. He made them feel like there was hope for their life. And this is what we, we, we want to know that there is hope in our life so that if there's hope in who we are, then we can give hope to people who don't have it. You see, if we live in question and doubt, we bring question and doubt to the people we are with. But if we can believe God that he has brought us to this place called the Red Sea, he's brought us to this place where it's a God-sized miracle that I I will either live or die, but God's got to do something. Well, in that place is where we are at peace with God and that all the individuals and the people that we touch with our life, we are at peace with them. We're not at war with people. We're not at war with the people who disagree with us. We have one enemy, and it is Jesus. (laughs) Nope. We have one enemy, and it is the devil. Jesus is always for us. And the devil is the one who's against us, and Christ is in the the train, as it were. He's just plowing the devil right over. It's like there's nothing in the stand stand in the way of God. Because at his word, at his command, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. When he speaks the word in all, in all of eternity and all those who have ever lived and he speaks the word, they're going to bow. Whether it's the devil himself or the least, when he speaks the word, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And that type of authority is the authority that he puts in our own lives and that if he gives us the dream and he gives us the desire to be stand at our Red Sea and say, you know what, take what's in your hand. Take what's in your hand. Put it over the sea. Watch what happens. That's the point we miss. We think we're not qualified. We think we're not good enough. We think that there's impossibilities, that we've failed. All this. God's not telling you that. God is saying, I've put within you the abilities that you need. I have given you what you need to take care of this. So what's in your hand? Let me use it. It wasn't the rod that opened the sea. It was the God who, in, who moved the man to stretch his in faith out over the sea and the seas parted. Now, God is leading us. Always we're looking forward to the victory. Now, the one thing, the one place that an entire army, an entire nation, and their army could be destroyed and never and never bother his people again was the Red Sea. God brought them to a place where where the enemy would be destroyed. God opened the sea. The Israelites walked through. And when they got to the other side and the Egyptian army is in there, it collapsed on them and the entire army was destroyed. Would never affect them again. 
the Red Sea experience for us is Jesus Christ on the cross. That we come to the place where our soul and our life is giving to Jesus and everything that we've ever done wrong has been forgiven. Every place that we go that the cross of Jesus Christ is before us and he's the one who opens the door. He's the one who spreads open the sea. He's the one who gives us a path through the desert and he's the one who crushes the enemy behind us. No looking back. Our future's in front of us. Our best days are ahead of us. God's blessing of what he wants to do is before us. God is going to do a new thing in a new way, in a new way. And that newness is in a new day. Every day is new. The promises of God are renewed every morning. So that's why we get up and we're thankful. Miriam in Exodus 15 says, They then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. How else can you throw the enemy into the sea unless you lead them in there? They follow you to destroy you. And what happens? God destroys them. The enemy thought they were going to destroy and capture the children of Israel. God says, nah, let's see what happens now. And that's the power of God working in our life, leading us every step of the way. And when we come and we cross, we're going through the path of life, we're not worried about the enemy behind us. God will just crush them in the wake of who we are. Going in front of us to hinder us, it's just like the snow on the track. You know, the train is coming through. It's going to come through and it's going to burst through there like it isn't even there. That's God going before us, preparing a place for us, preparing a way for us. So in my heart, Jesus is there. In my life, Jesus is there. Gideon, you mighty man of valor. <laughs> and in the Sunday school lesson, God, the angel of the Lord, which is Jesus, there think it's a theophany. Jesus comes to Gideon and says, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. Gideon says, who, me? <laughs> I'm a farmer. I'm, my family is nobody. We have done nothing in my life. And God was telling him what he would be, not what he is. God is telling us what we will be, not what we are. Because his grace, his mercy, his strength lead us and guide us and develop us, mature us, grow us into this mighty woman, man of valor. Shall we stand? We're on the way to victory. <laughs> While it may stink, don't worry about it, plan it. <laughs> and when we don't understand it, go forward. When we, you know, we just trust and go, go forward with God, knowing that we're safe, he's taking care of us, and we pray, we praise, we thank. Father, thank you for your word, and thank you for your spirit. Thank you, O oh God, for the strength. Thank you, God, that you prepare a place for us and you prepare a way for us. You are the way maker. <laughs> whether it be the Red Sea or whether it be our little fears, our great fears, doesn't matter. They're all the same to you. You will give us food for each day. The manna of your word will speak to us and nourish us and you'll, you'll continue to give us life and strength as we go forward to conquer the land that is before us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
God bless you.